Disneyland or Disney World? Ooh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm going to... S- Ooh, controversy. Five, four, <laughs> three, Disney- two... Welcome to the Love and Comedy Podcast, where two stand-up comedians talk pursuing love while pursuing a career in stand-up comedy. Twist! Twist! What's the twist? Your hosts are married! <laughs> to each, to each other. other! What? Yeah. I'm one of your hosts, Aurora Singh. And I'm your other host, Drew Schaefer. And today <laughs> is our season one finale. We, it is. We've survived an entire season. Hold on a second. Yeah. I'm the finale? You're we, the finale! We have been holding out that. for you. Wow. <laughs> All the pressure is on you now. Pressure That's is on. amazing. Um, we literally, yeah, this is our third time doing a podcast, and this is the only one to make it a full season. I so. think our first podcast, we had seven, seven episodes. Yeah, and yeah. then we almost broke up. So yep. we decided to not do that one anymore. Wow. And then the second attempt had one episode and then we almost broke and up. And we did not even edit it or put it out. Yeah. There's there's what, still a what, project. What, what, what happened there? <laughs> Long story short, the first one, um, HPV Hilarious Podcast Volumes, uh, had no plan of action, no, no. no theme, oh, no method. We were just like in the... Free range podcast? We were just in my mom's garage just yeah. talking random things it was yeah it was, was like a radio show i was actually podcast. inspired by the wake-up call and i yep. was like well they just like talk and have fun so we can do it too <laughs> yeah. and it didn't work yeah no and then the second one we just argued right away <laughs> right away different vision I was like, feel better? that's like 99 percent of podcasts out there good and this one just worked out for us yeah so <laughs> Um, and then today we have our very special guest very who I said was going to be here last week, but I made a little whoopsie daisy <laughs> on the scheduling. Um, but he's here today. Please help us welcome Gavin from the Wake Up Call on Woo! 106.5 The End. <laughs> Sacramento's number one talk. What, what would you call that? Radio yeah, it's show? radio. Radio show, yeah. yeah. It's morning it's radio show. Morning radio show. Radio show. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't like to put all the qualifiers. That makes it sound like morning. Put, put all morning. the qualifiers on the best. that you want. The yeah. most yeah. important time, the most viewers mm-hmm. or listeners mm-hmm. is in the morning. If you drive to work in the morning, you've probably heard this man's voice. Yep. Say hello, Gavin. Say hello. hello. <laughs> been, since, been in Sacramento since 2007, which yes. is crazy. Okay, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Wow, 50. 16 years. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. wow. My this freshman October year of college or high school. My, uh, it'll be my 20th year in morning radio this October, <gasps> which is crazy. That's like something old people say. Yeah. Like, this is my 20th year in my career. So wow. did you start on the wake up call in 2007? No, I started in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, and it was in 2003. And uh, I so the year before that. Oh, how far back should I go? Okay, I'll go back to college. Okay, <laughs> take it back. So I went to college um, at Wagner College in New York City. Okay. okay. And they did not have a radio station. So, like, I found out through doing research that our our college did have a radio station once upon a time. And it had been abandoned. So, like, literally an episode of Scooby-Doo, me and some friends found it and... There, all the old equipment was still there and it was dusty, but it was super outdated. So we had to like 
go and beg and steal and and we went to other real radio stations and asked like is there stuff that we can have they're like yeah (gasps) and they gave us a bunch of stuff and we like took it back on the staten island ferry and we set up this this radio station and it was called wcbg oh my god we relaunched it after like i don't know 13 14 years after it had been off the air and um yeah, it was like me and two other guys that were like in charge of it. And then when we announced it, everybody came on board. But then I left college and I was so in debt that I just had a bunch of jobs. And one of them was working for um, a radio cluster in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, doing promotions, like going out to events and setting up tables and tents. And um, and, and it was a fun job, but it wasn't on the air. And I was just at the right place at the right time. And they fired the morning show and they were looking for a new morning show. And the guy that they gave the job to, um, he found a girl that was in sales and he knew me from remotes and setting them up. And he's like, well, you're pretty funny. So we started doing a show like with no morning show experience. And I did that. And then we got hired to come out here in 2007. And I've been and both of them are no longer you know, part of my life anymore. Are they still on radio? No, neither of them are. Oh, okay. no, no, no. The guy is. Okay. The, okay. But we, I mean, he's like Voldemort. We don't talk about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. So you came out here yep. and you were like, all right, this is what I love to do. So you, you started the wake up call. Yep. And, and, and we then, got Katie involved and the show just grew and grew from there. Oh my gosh. Your guys' chemistry is so it's good. It's weird, isn't it? It's so good. I know. It's, it's just... Perfect. Katie used to, my co-host Katie used to be in sales and I knew that Katie and I, even when she was in sales, had a connection when she was taking me to meet one of her clients one day and I looked down in her car and she had the David Cross double live album, uh, Shut Up You Fucking Baby. And I was like, nobody knows this album. I don't know who that is. David Cross? Yeah. Uh, should on, I know who that is? Uh, you comedian. should, yeah. Um, okay. He was Arrested the, Development, the guy. Arrested Development. The oh, Tobias okay. guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Tobias, yeah. I, yeah, Tobias, um, yeah. But he was on Mr. Show with Bob and David, with Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. Anyway, he's, he's a genius. <laughs> so funny. But I saw that she had the actual album sitting in her car, and I was like, what? And then we just started quoting it. And ever since then... It was like, we okay. are probably going to do great things together. You're, yeah. gonna, you're like, we're going to be best friends. Yeah, this probably. is happening. It was like yeah. That. Yeah. That's so cool. I, that's what I dreamt about. I did radio sales for three months. Oh. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I know all the so DJs. Veteran. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's like as long as It was literally how long like, it took me to, to alienate every business owner I had met in five years in Reno. So, that's yeah. A, that's a tough gig. It was a, that's tough. A tough gig. And Especially for Drew, because Drew's like not the, he's not like a I'm pushy quiet. salesperson. Yeah, so, it's and, like, not a shyster. No, yeah. I'm yeah. quiet and, and friendly, but I knew all the all the DJs, all the personalities. So I always, yeah, you guys were great. I was in Reno, so they had their own version of the wake up call. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was different. I it love was, how you like kind of MacGyvered your career. You just yeah. kind of like it, it like it almost sounds like you had like a calling for it. Like you were just kind of like, I'm bored and this is available, so I might as well just I put say, it together. I see that all the time to people like if if we meet like high school kids or college uh, students and and they ask the question like, well, how did you find your career? It's like my career found me. Like I, I there's truth in that saying, like some people from when they were a little kid, they knew exactly what they wanted to be and they charted a course and they stayed the course and, and that's exactly where they ended up. Awesome, that's great. I have found that that 
wasn't me and it's not a lot of people right. that know what they want to be. Like I know people who are in their thirties and still don't know what they want to be. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how's it going? My so, name's Aurora. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I mean, there, there's no right answer and there's no color by number. It's just you let, let yourself be guided by whatever, you right. know what I mean? Like just, I, I like when you go back and you think about, or at least when I think about, how did I end up here? There were so many things that seemed so innocuous at the time. Like the only reason why I got that promotions radio gig in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania was because I did a play. And like, um, I don't even know what, the only reason why I did that play was because I loved the play, but I didn't know anybody in the theater and it was the crucible and I auditioned for it and um and I got John Proctor. No nice. big deal. Nice. <laughs> and I killed it. No big deal. But like because of that, the woman who owned the theater was also the person who did this like really random Saturday morning AM talk show. So like she had like a teeny tiny job at the radio cluster and she was like you know what you'd be good at? You'd be good at like doing promotions and stuff like that for a radio person. I'm like, well, I need another job anyway. So I, and like literally like little things that you don't even realize will lead to something big. Did you ever, um, when you were growing up, ha like, did you ever at a young age go, okay, this is what I'm going to do and like try and make a plan? Yeah. It wasn't this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what was it? Screenwriter. Okay, yes. so when you were younger, you were like, "I'm going to be a screenwriter." And when, you yeah, when I was a teenager, I wanted to. Um, I was really big into the newspaper, like like loved journalism, took journalism as far as I could in high school, like to level three, and I was one of the editors of the newspaper, and I had my own comedy column that I would write in every issue, and I was like, "This feels right." Like I idolized Hunter S. Thompson, and I was like, "This is this is probably." what my calling is to be a writer. And then I went to college and I was like, okay, how can I do that? Cause I got a job on the newspaper in college too. How can I do that, but make money at it? Because <laughs> even back in like 2000, journalism was already starting to die then, Yeah, you know? So I was like, okay, so what can I do? And I thought I got, I'm gonna be um, a screenwriter and I'll also be a teacher because then I'd have time to write screenplays not knowing then that teachers have no free time. Right, no. right, right. Even in yeah. the summertime. Nope. Yeah. Right. Does not exist. And also, yep. yeah, don't have enough money to like not stress outside of work. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And they have to constantly, um, you know, keep their credentials up and take more college classes. Yep. All of this while they're spraying water out of a bottle at all the annoying, you know, um, <laughs> all people the that come to, no, 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 the, the, oh, the I, parents <laughs> that show up to school board meetings and tell, why why are you failing my kid and stuff right, like that. Right, this is your fault. This yep. is your fault. So now they have to spend more time in therapy. Right, yep. exactly. And they, so that takes away from your screenwriting yeah, time. I didn't know yeah. all that at the <laughs> <No>. time. <laughs> when did you find out? Like, had you taken some education courses or did you get lucky and find out like, oh, this is what being a teacher is going to be Drew was like also before. a teacher for That's a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. really? Did you actually yeah. get to teach or did How you find did you get two years oh no he taught you, i taught like, for two years oh yeah i, I two taught years is the threshold most most people quit after two years yeah it's insane and so yeah i made it two years did it's you a actually job yeah teaching it's high terrible. school math i took oh, wow high school math yeah, yeah. wow i i rapped one. i i called myself math lamore i like tried to make the kids <laughs> like me with that, with that, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked. The kids, I would oh, like the kids liked you. They liked it, but they were like, "Oh, he's like the fun teacher. We're not going to do any work." So why did you quit? It was just they wouldn't work. Oh, they like I'd be like, right. "All right, I did the rap. Now let's do the math behind the rap." Because I would like make yeah. it about the subject, and they'd be like, "Oh, we don't like this." And I'm like, "Just do it." And yeah, like nah. And, and, then, and, and you he, get no support from parents. No, no. support from the and parents. And he met a girl that inspired him to move to Reno. <laughs> <laughs> Who would that be? I don't yeah. know. Just some random person. Just her. But so yeah, I mean, it's a, t- it's a tough, yeah. I, I tell every person that I meet that's like, I, I'm in education. I'm going to be a teacher. I'm like, don't do it. It's, just yeah. drop out. Like, and this is coming from out. somebody who like has kids in the public education system. The whole thing needs to burn to the ground and then we need to rebuild it from the ashes yeah. Yeah. because like people don't take teachers seriously. They don't. They don't respect them. They don't pay them. And like the college anarchist that still is somewhere deep inside of me wants the whole fucking thing to just collapse so that people realize how valuable it was. Yeah. yeah. That was one of my backup background questions that I had for you was, so you have, ki- how many kids do you have? I have three kids. So you have three kids and one day they're going to be like 16, you know, 15, 16 years old. Yep. And what are you as a per- as a person who's not in like a traditional job and you didn't take the traditional route? What, what are you going to tell them? Go to college? Or are you going to say, find something you like, take a gap year? Like, What's your advice to your own kids? I should have thought about that more. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't think I sent you that question and before. It, and it's not required before you have kids. They don't ask you, how are you going to treat your kids yeah, when they yeah. want to do something? I just was like, curious. They want to be a singer or a dancer. Or what if, your ki- what if one of your kids comes to you and says, I want to be a teacher? I will beg him not to. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I don't know if I said this yet. My wife is a teacher. Like, oh, okay, little, that was wife, one of the questions. My wife too. is a high school English teacher. Oh no! So like, this isn't coming from like a point of ignorance. Like, it's coming from somebody who is married to somebody who's been in the trenches for almost twenty years. Yeah, uh, it's awful. Like, it's just awful. <laughs> yeah. And I would beg, I would beg them not to do education. Okay, and I would, I would just say, you deserve a career that gives you respect. Oh, that's what I that's what I would I would say. And unfortunately, education's not that. But unfortunately, entertainment isn't either. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a few things going on in the industry right now that would definitely back that statement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that the future's not rosy, like mm-hmm. as far as like almost I don't know, three fourths of the professions that can exist in this country. Mm-hmm. Like AI scares the shit out of me. Yes. And yeah. um, um, I mean, we're we're so uneducated on that. Who knows how it's it could replace me. It could replace you got what stand up comedians I, it could replace anything. Yeah, I've heard that AI is the new like Internet. Like it's like the early 90s and yep. the Internet coming around. Everyone's like, what's this Internet thing? And Y2K yeah. and we're scared. And then um, AI is going to come around and be that. We're just not ready. We, have, we just don't know anything about right. it, what it's capable of, what it's going to do. It's like another wild, wild west. that's coming uh, coming up before the other wild, wild west that we're just starting to learn. is yeah. like how still, to regulate it. Yeah, yeah. how to regulate Barely. it. And, and then the new one's like, well, I'm a big, bad bitch. And we're like, oh, no. OK, hold on one second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, to answer your question, if, if like one of my kids said I wanted what, what should we do? Do I recommend college or not? I Because I'm a college dropout. And my wife is somebody who is like a living embodiment of studies. 
Like she's a, like a legitimate genius. Like she's in Mensa. Like she graduated, she got a full academic scholarship to Ohio state. Um, and it was for four years. So she graduated in three and then got her master's in one so that all of it was paid for. She's like, oh my God. she's, she's incredible. I watch her take, um, you know, certification tests for education and she'll, it's about a subject that she knows nothing about. She'll study for a day and a half and then she'll ace the test. Like she's on the next level when it comes to, uh, you know, her, her intelligence. Oh, that's so cool. But like, because of that, we come from two totally different points of view for our kids' education. And I would say that if like my kids like I'm not sure that I want to do something that necessarily requires a college education, I I would absolutely say then go try. Then go do it, you mm-hmm. know? But don't if you're going to do it, don't half ass it. Don't put one foot in, jump all the way in. Like I know I know so many people who said you know, well, I want to be a comedian or I want to be an actor or something like that. But then they would stay in their hometown or somewhere near their hometown. And it's like, really, how many how many famous nightclubs even exist in this town? Right. Or like, who's the big casting agent for movies here? Like, you have to go where the business is. And that's a risk, you know, and I would tell my kids, like, if you're going to do that, it is a riskier slash somewhat scarier existence, but the payoff is worth it. And even if you fail, you get to take a step back and say, at least I tried. Yeah. As and you tried people with, who didn't. You tried with everything, too. With everything. You didn't yep. just, like, try. Exactly. You, like, yeah. went in and did the work. Or, I mean, and I, I agree, too, to, like, leave you know, where you're at, if it's a small town like Harrisburg. Yeah. <laughs> well, it actually, was even smaller. It was Hershey, where they make the yes, chocolate. Yep. <laughs> yes, and I spent some time in Hershey. It was very small. It's cute, though, isn't it's it? It's so cute, yeah. and everyone's so nice, and they move very slowly. Yes. Yes, yes. it's a very slow-moving small town. Um, but, you, I, I mean, it's good to move, but also, like, what you did is you kind of, like, found the opportunities in your area and then moved? Well... Like you kind of like built, like you kind of found kind it. Of, yeah. Kind of like I, but like I said, that wasn't also, that wasn't a plan. Right. So it was, I moved back home just because I d- couldn't afford to stay in New York. Okay. Um. So I'm there and I'm working three different jobs and one of them just happened to lead to something which then led to Sacramento, California. You said yes a lot. Mm-hmm. You said yes a lot. And you're like everything that came to you, you thought about and you're like, yeah. Okay. Like yeah. that, and that kind of like helped lead you to where you are today. Yeah. But I, but I think about things a lot. Yeah. Of course. Oh like my gosh, before of course. I say, because like <laughs> you hear about people like, oh well, you should just say yes and stuff like that. True. But make sure you do the analysis before you say yes. Don't just commit or don't just say yes without thinking about it. Like the situation when we moved out here was to replace a morning show that killed a listener. So I I remember that. And if you're listening to this and you're not from Sacramento, I will share the story because it had nothing to do with Gavin. Yeah. I was like, let's double check and make sure before we have him on the podcast. I remember I was in junior high, actually. And I remember listening to the competition on the radio Mm -hmm. with my mom because she was taking me to school. And um, basically it was a we for we Mm -hmm. and they had listeners came in and they had to hold their pee 
And the person that held their pee the longest won a free wee. Right. And they gave them, I think, a cup of water like every hour. Something like something a bottle. Like, and then I think they... There's lots of things. I don't want to get too into the details because yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know them to be true. But I think yeah. they changed the amount of water halfway through to make it more um, competitive. Right. They had warnings from healthcare people that were calling the show saying, shut this down. Yep. Anyway, long story oh. short, uh, a poor woman died, a mother. And I actually, I think about her all the time. I don't know, you know, anything. I don't know her personally or her family or anything like that. But I, when I take stock of my life, which is always good to do, like, just yeah. take a step back and say, like, okay, I, what do I have to be thankful for? I, like, I'm not that I'm thankful that she's not around, but I give her thanks because I do think that, like, my kids wouldn't have what they have. I wouldn't have what I have. Like we wouldn't be here in Sacramento if that unfortunate thing happened. Yeah. I think about that a lot. I also just think about that because I was so young and I remember listening to it and being like, somebody died from holding their pee. Because yeah. I don't know anything about anatomy. Yeah. But I just know that like I was listening to a radio show and now that radio show doesn't exist. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So we yeah. replaced that show. Yeah. And so, like, the decision to come out here, even though it was more money, it was like, is that radio station going to make it through this controversy, you know? Yeah, yeah, so how did you make the decision to say yes? Well, at the time, I was working for a radio station and a general manager that were pretty terrible. The uh, we They were paying us almost nothing. And, um, and we were the number one morning show in Harrisburg. And we were making oh them tons of money, but because they got us with, as far as they are concerned, they were lucky to have the jobs that we have and they didn't oh. see it any other way. So you don't deserve more than $19,000 a year because what? yeah, Oof. like you don't deserve more to make more than that because like three years ago you were just a promotions part-timer. Like, why should we pay you more? And like, Sadly, there are still people in the industry who think like that, you know, so um, it was way more money. And I think that was the it was the opportunity was too great to turn down. The idea was, well, let's go out to Sacramento. Let's make a name for ourselves. And then at the end of our three year contract, we'll use it to maybe get to Philly, which was okay. like a, a top 10 market. And we, I mean, we fell in love with Sacramento. I still love Sacramento. This Did you, awesome. were you already married when this was happening? No, we got married in 2010. But you were together? Mm-hmm. She okay. moved with me. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's, That's yeah, because I was going to say, so you guys had been dating how long at that point when you decided well, she to move across the country? She moved in with me. Um, she moved from Ohio. After she graduated, mm-hmm. she moved in with me in 2005. Yeah, so we were together like officially like for two years and she had no ring on her finger. She was already teaching, <laughs> yeah. but she was like, no, I feel like I should trust where this is going. So she That's also cool. had to take some risks and mm-hmm. say yes, because someone who's studying to be an educator, it's like now you have to go to different districts in a different yep. state, take different testing. Lose and your retirement. Lose but your, she yeah. only had two years in mm. at the time. So, um, I mean, it was if it was like 10 years in, it would have been probably a much different story. Wow. That's so cool. And she was like, no, this is your dream. This is what you're good at. This is your career. Let's do it. Was it your dream at that point? Or was it just like a money move? It wasn't. I don't think it's ever been my dream. I still don't think it's my dream. I just think it's something that is a calling more than like a dream. Because there are so many times in uh, doing the show, like over the course, like especially in the last three or four years, where serious shit happens in this country and I hate 
not being able to like have the kind of show where I can openly talk about how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. I, it really, really wears me down um, because I'm socially conscious. I care about people. I hate seeing, you know, minorities get get denigrated and stuff like that. I hate the direction that the country has gone in. But that's not why people come to our show. Right. People come to yeah. our show to laugh and to forget about all that shit. Yeah. So like. And you guys do that. Exactly. It is that kind of show. I I mean, I've everyone in Sacramento knows about the wake up call. I feel like if I bring it up, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah wake up call. We love that show <laughs> yep. because like you listen to your show and it literally just sounds like a bunch of friends hanging out. And I'd rather listen to you guys talk in the morning than listen to music because it puts me in this mood of like. It, I just feel like happy. It like yeah. brings me up. I'm like, I'm like listening to friends. I don't even out. care. I just got cut off. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, it, like, I'm, pulls, like, like, I'm, I'm like, laughing. Sh- like, I'm listening to the, the, uh, the phone call. Hold on one second. Yeah. Everyone yeah. be quiet. Yeah. What is going to happen? You know, find like, out. Yeah. yeah. Or like the, um, what's the last name one? Oh, what? Last, uh, oh, married oh. name upgrade. What is oh, it? Oh, married name upgrade downgrade. Yeah. Yeah. D- yeah. That one. My friend called into that. She was so excited. She texted me. She's like, oh, I got all the show. And I was <laughs> like, so what they say? If you, I mean, if you're listening and you don't know what that is, it's a, it's a bit that we do. So radio's a lot of stealing and borrowing of other people's stuff. Well, married name upgrade downgrade is like a wake up call exclusive. Yeah. Like, we came up with that and now there's like other morning shows that are yes. throwing shade a little bit, attempting it. Ooh. But like, it's it's where listeners call up, mostly women, and they tell us their maiden name and they tell us their married name, and then we decide which one is better. But like, the the problem that a lot of other morning shows have, not to, to toot our own horn too much. Toot it away, toot toot. They don't have the chemistry that Katie and I have. And they don't have the improv skills that we have and, and, and crowd work that, that we are pretty good at so that, you know, when they get these callers on, it's kind of boring and dry because it's them just saying, but like if they tell us their maiden name, we cast a whole life on that name. Yeah. And then we hear the married yeah. one and we're like, here's what that reminds me of. And then we have a whole <laughs> discussion about, well, what did this person, what would that person have been like? And what was this person like? And it's, I think it's really fun. Well, I think that's why listeners like it because yeah. they feel like now they're part of a conversation. They're part, like I said, listening to your radio show feels like you're listening to friends talk. Yeah. And so when people call in for things like that, now they feel like they're part of that conversation. Yeah, yeah. And they get, they can have an opinion wor- about it too. Yeah, yes. because you get to work around it. And, and then me as a listener sitting in the car I'm like oh I agree that is a downgrade yeah. like, I disagree like that's an upgrade from this you know yeah. like now we're all having a conversation without even talking to each other totally. and that's why it's so good that's awesome that you guys created that yeah that's so who, cool. who that's thought of that proprietary yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, who thought of it what I, was I don't remember I think it was I think it was me um <laughs> but I'm sure that uh because I know that Whoever thought of it or whoever said it the first time, it was a long time ago. And we didn't do it on the show regularly until we had to because everybody got fired from our show except for the three people that are left on it now. Okay. So once it came down to just the three of us, I was like, I know how to do this bit. Like this is some, this is fun and I believe in this and let's do it and let's do it every week. Yeah. I'm really curious. Do you guys like have like sessions where you're like, let's pitch some new ideas or is this like yeah. very like, oh, Hey, I had an fun. idea today. Can we talk about it? Like, so do you guys have set? If there's something that's timely that somebody wants to say, yeah, you can say that at any time, but we have 
two, sometimes three days of the week where after the show, we'll have a big um, show idea meeting. And everybody comes with like three, four, five, six ideas that they saw. We pitch it to each other. We go around and we're like, okay, I think we can plus it up by doing this to it. Oh, how fun. Or maybe like, maybe it doesn't need this element of it. Like maybe we're overthinking it, you know, kind of a thing. And then we just kind of water it down or or build it up and and then it ends up on the air. That's so cool. I like that so much. I want to see if I have any more questions about your your love life. I forgot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The background information. On the background info. I think we did everything. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah. Okay, yeah, wait, let's ask some love questions. Okay. Are you doing this part? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's talk about your love life. All righty. Um, so <laughs> you just celebrated your 13-year wedding anniversary. Woo, congratulations. And you guys have been Thank together. You. I'm trying to do the math. What, like 17 years total? Sure. Something like that yeah. somewhere. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like trying yeah, to calculate. Or 18, that. right? 18? 20, 2023? Yeah. 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 Okay. So you've been together for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the most annoying thing you do to your wife? That I do to her. That you do yeah. to her. I'm Let's start perfect. with that. <laughs> no, I'm. I, I would say, uh, objectively, I'm moody as shit. Like, okay. I, I can get in my own head like a lot, and um, but like, I'm Italian. Not to use that as an excuse, but like, my whole family's kind of like this. Where if I get really upset about something. Just let me get upset about it, and I will be fine in five to ten minutes. That's you know? okay. okay. And I th- like I'm not a punch a hole in the wall kind of guy. I don't throw things. I just get very angry. Yes. And then it flares up, and then it goes away. Okay. You know. And okay. But, but like I can be like if I'm in a bad mood, I can sink a ship with my bad mood. Like <laughs> like I'll I'll get I'll ruin. Is it too soon for sinking ship? <laughs> terms? I don't. No, they wanted to sing. Yeah, yeah, technically that they wanted the to. Problem. Yeah, yeah, it was the whole imploding part. <laughs> yeah, that kind of that, got. That's why he yeah. explodes instead of imploding. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, and I can. I, I mean, like, I'll. I'll get quiet at a party, and oh no, the silence will just be deafening. Where like he, Gavin's in a bad mood. He definitely wants to go. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So the follow up question is, why don't you stop? <laughs> I don't think I, I, I don't think I can't. I mean, I do therapy. Okay. Like, That's healthy. Uh, good. You know, I try that. I try to like be more self-aware. Like, okay. You're being ridiculous right now. Like go take a walk, you know, go take a breath. Um, and I've, I've much better now than I used to be. Okay. Well, I was in my twenties. Oh my God. My temper was awful. Oh, were you a punch a hole kind of guy in your twenties? No, but it was a, it was a throw stuff off a desk. Like. Wow, yeah, Gavin. Like, yeah, it was bad. There were fights and stuff like that in my early 20s. I can't say that I haven't done that stuff I mean, yeah. recently. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think, yeah, better. I think what it is in a relationship, it's like, as long as you're working on it, your partner's like, all right, cool. Okay, you're, well, so, you're, you're okay, doing so better. We know each other. What's yeah. funny about my my anger and my temper is that, and this is something I've discovered in therapy, okay. is that um, I do the opposite if it's a woman that uh, I love. So there's three women in my life that I love and I do this to. It's my wife, it's Katie, my co-host, and my mother. And if something, if they're doing something that upsets me, I say nothing and I bottle it in mm. and I let it fester. And I, because it's the whole go along to get along kind of a thing. Yep. But 
I'm trying to get better about that too. And yeah. I like voice my opinion a lot more, you know, and stuff like that. And I try to be okay with like, well, I, I, I just don't want to do this. And it's like, okay, well, I do. I'm going to go and you can stay here and not do it. Communicate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what you're learning in therapy. That's what we're learning that's in therapy. What we're too. Learning in therapy do you go to too? couples yeah. therapy or is no, it just individual? It's just individual. Does she also go to therapy? She does not. Okay. Yeah. I she's, mean, she's in Mensa. She's I know. smart I was like, she's She doesn't smart. need like, it. She's she like, probably outsmart the therapist. <laughs> <laughs> to start therapizing the therapist. The therapist is like, wait, what's happening? That's so funny. Um, also, so you said your wife's a teacher and yep. you're obviously in radio and I'm sure you do a lot of promo events, a lot of different remotes yep. and stuff like that. How do you guys that's balance? That's how we met. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we met at a promo event for oh, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah at Orange Theory. Yeah, Orange Theory. Great. Okay, sorry to interrupt. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> they don't sponsor us, but we, <laughs> but they we love them. They should. <laughs> they should. Yeah. Morgan, they should. if you're listening. Morgan, <laughs> manager, you're in charge. <laughs> We'd love to partner up. Um, so how do you and your wife balance your busy schedules, romance, and family time? Well, we don't balance the romance. Uh, okay. Like that's between like our jobs and the kids. That is definitely something that has suffered. Um, and that's really hard sometimes, you know, to like find time. Like at the end of the day, we're just so exhausted that like most of the time one of us falls asleep in our bed by ourselves, oh, you know, because the other tough. one has fallen asleep in bed with a kid. So that is what it is. And um, and I wish we prioritize that a little bit more between us. But um but as far as everything else goes, like the balance is hard, like especially because there are times where, first of all, having three kids is difficult. It's way harder than having two kids because you're outnumbered. And everybody <laughs> warned us. I about didn't even think about that. Everybody warned us about that. And we we're like, we got this. And we do not have that. Okay. <laughs> but uh, there are times, though, where like I have to go away like for you know, a, a broadcast somewhere else and she gets stuck at home with the kids. And I know that like it creates jealousy. Like my, my job is cool and fun. And like there are times where, sorry, I have to go away for four days. We're broadcasting from Hawaii, you know? Oh, and, my. and she just hears on, she's like, Oh yeah, you get to go to Hawaii for yeah. four days. And like, and I, and I used to like let her, um, jealousy and anger kind of like affect me and I'm getting better at not letting it affect me. Um, but you know, it, it, cause I get it. I would be mad too. But then at the same time though, it's like, I mean, you chose your career and, and I do this, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't Do you know. guys um, talk about it? Like, or, or is it just kind of like one of those unspoken thing that's like, this is my job and I'm upset and, well, this is what it is. Or we don't have conscious dis the uh, uh, dis uh, discussions. discussions about okay, it. but yeah. it's just kind of known. Yeah, yeah. You guys both just know that. Like, oh, this oh, is boy. like a, Sorry. a stuck point. Is what we got yeah. told. Like, yeah, it's oh, just what yeah. it is. Like, yeah. it's never going to really change. It's just sort of how it is. So, how do you handle that when you when you're gone? D does she get like extra help? Do you guys hire yeah, someone? So thank God, like my parents moved out from Pennsylvania out to Sacramento. Her parents moved out from Ohio. My oh, wow. My brother and his husband moved out from uh, Maryland. 
And my uh, sister-in-law and her husband moved up from Arizona. Oh, my God. Everyone's everybody, in Sacramento? Everybody moved to Sacramento. How'd you manage that? I don't know. <laughs> I Did don't you know. just pitch us as the best city to oh, live yeah. in? Like, yeah, wow. that is incredible. We were wow. super, super lucky that that happened. That's yeah. So cool. But and now, so now we have like an army yeah. and like, you know, so people help. Okay. Yeah. So you're not so outnumbered anymore. No, no, no. You no. had a third kid and you're like, okay, I need reinforcements. Everyone go ahead and move on over to Sacramento. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, we need help with this. There's just one That's day you tough. were really quiet for a long time. They're like, yeah, we need to all move right away. Yeah. Kevin's been quiet for 15 minutes this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with your kids, because obviously you said the romantic part kind of suffers a little bit. Yeah. What about with the kids' events? Because how old are they again? 11, um, almost 7, and 4. Okay, so you got a little, little one. Mm -hmm. So with all the like elementary school things, because I feel like there's more events that happen in elementary school. I could be wrong. I have no children. Well, (laughs) yeah, I mean, that's actually one of the perks uh, about my job and my shift is that like I'm done by noon most days. Okay. And I can go to a lot of the elementary school stuff. Like I'm there to like read my kids to do like a class reading to their class. Like we do stuff like that, you know, and I love it. I love doing stuff like that. Yeah. So, and, and we live right down the street from the elementary school, which makes it pretty good too. Yeah. So we, we still attend everything. We have time to do that. I'm jealous. My mom never came to any of that stuff. And now you do comedy. And now I do comedy (laughs) because my mom was a single mom teaching high school kids at Grant. She taught at Grant high school. She was a principal there. Oh my God. So I saw her at the end of the day. Wow. (laughs) Principals, I mean, even more than teachers, like they have to go to all of that. Everything. Oh, she, I mean, I was her daughter, but she had hundreds of kids Uh, that were going through way harder stuff than my little spoiled ass in Catholic school. Yeah. I mean, I I had the stay at home mom who only her job was me. And so either way, yeah, you're going to, you're going to fail as a parent is what we're saying. Either way, they're going to become comedians, (laughs) whether you're there never or there all the time. There's no, what's what's funny about that is I think about that all the time. Yeah. Like what's your impact on them being there or not being there? Being such a like self-aware person or trying to be a more self-aware person and somebody and and then I I externalize it also with like with what like are my kids going to be going to entertainment too? So like I think about it from like an entertainer's perspective, but I think like something awful will happen in the house and I will lose my shit and I will yell and I'll go that is going to make them funnier. Oh <laughs> my god. What is the one job in entertainment you would say please don't do that? The one job in entertainment? Yeah, if you're... Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, Is there anything in entertainment that you're like, no, 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 hold on, pump the brakes? <laughs> I'm probably porn, I would imagine. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, I that's... Like, yeah. Pro- yeah, that's a, that's a dead yeah. giveaway, for sure. Uh, besides I don't, besides I don't porn. I don't porn stars that have had happy endings. <laughs> um, yeah, that's like the one that it's like, ooh, your parents definitely... Yeah, ooh, yeah. Um, besides porn. Um... <laughs> That I wouldn't want them to go into. I can think of one right off the top. Which wow. that? DJ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, just not like, a DJ. Yeah, not radio. You mean like, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, like, not like, a radio. Yeah, yeah, not a radio. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, like, I'm going to... And that's what all yeah. kids want to do now. Yeah. They all want to do... Like, so they don't want to... Like, my 11-year-old plays the ukulele, which is awesome. But all of his friends, they're taking DJ lessons. DJ lessons. Okay, here's the thing. If my kid wanted to be a DJ... 
I would tell them the same thing. Okay, if you're gonna be a DJ, you're gonna be a DJ, okay? You're not gonna go out to the clubs, you know, drinking, doing drugs, hitting out, like hang out with girls. You're gonna go to the club, you're gonna make contacts, you're gonna make music, you're gonna work on your stuff. Like you're gonna be a DJ. You're not gonna be like a DJ. Uh, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like you're gonna make mean? a career. I mean, and this is where <laughs> I have to like learn to curb my opinions, but like, I would also be disappointed that they would choose such a talentless, just a talentless <laughs> yeah. profession. I, and I don't care how many DJs are listening to this or watching this. All you do is push fucking buttons. We I have been oh in God. enough DJ booths. I have been on stage with famous DJs. You do Nothing. <laughs> you jump Damn. around on stage. You shoot paper, toilet paper into the audience. You throw cakes on people. Yes, DJs get the party going though. Like, let's go. As I a mean, fan of EDM, now I'm like, oh, I want some good ones. I don't want these crappy ones that just yeah play the same song with uh, the bass turned up. Okay, cool, good for you. Just, I mean, something happens though when that bass drops. Oh, I can't tell you that I agree. <laughs> That bass drops, my we, soul drops. We partied in New Orleans, and I hit the right oh level of God. drunk where the EDM no. music hit me, and there was just it was strobe lights, it, it was, was like, bass, it was. I just, mean, no, I get that, but you, but literally though, I've been in those situations. I've been to EDM shows, and I get it. The the like the hype is there, yep. the vibes are there. You don't need to pay that DJ. No, all that's of that, not a live appearance. All of yeah. that can be accomplished with. I don't. I don't. Um, advocate for AI to take many jobs. That's one that it can take. Yeah, you can easily get an really animatronic easy. from Disneyland to do exact or, or put a chimp in a shirt. <laughs> you know, something high energy, just jumping around and doing silly yes. things. Because like I, I literally stood on the stage and I'm watching them when they are doing like this. They're not doing anything. They're not doing anything. Are They're, you jealous that they have headphones, though? I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm jealous that they're paid six figures to mine, is what I'm uh, jealous of. You should be really oh good at God. it. Oh, my God. Maybe I should be a DJ. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a sweet gig. I mean. She says, as I'm the one with all the sound I know, on my like, laptop. But you like, apparently, I don't you don't need to do that. You yeah. can just, like, press a button. I honestly just hit record, and the rest is taking care of itself. It's beautiful. Beautiful. That's what they should do too. Okay, so your other answer besides porn would definitely be DJ. DJ. I feel like there's yeah. a passion behind Probably. that. Probably. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. I've also seen like a lot of like pop singers come through like in my career too. I, I, for every one that has come through our studio that has made it and become like really big, like Lady Gaga or Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. I've seen easily 10 to 15 that have just become nothing like mm. i can't tell you how many like eight by ten autograph glossies have been left on my desk and i couldn't tell you who that person is or what they do now oh. and and i oh, see no. and i see how like the music industry kind of like those aren't human beings to them they're products absolutely and i yeah. and i see i've seen it firsthand and it's like i know that fame and fortune comes with that but I also like to go back. I want you to have a job that gives you the respect you deserve. And I feel like Damn. a job like that, you don't, they don't respect you. They respect your revenue. 
Yes. That's that's the pop music industry. And that's why being a DJ makes you mad because they're getting respect that they don't deserve. <laughs> and money. And money. Yeah. Yeah. For nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What's the last question? Uh, um, yeah. So you you were you were starting to talk about it a little bit, but what's a piece of advice you would give a couple with one conventional job and one non-conventional job? So your wife's a teacher, you work in radio. What's a piece of advice you'd give a couple that has that sort of dynamic? Um, I would say give each other space. Let that person do stay in their lane kind of a thing. Um, and you know, like, and try not to get, um, envious because I get envious of her sometimes too, because she gets, I don't want to say summers off. Teachers are always working. Plus we've got three kids, but it's like, I would, I would love perfect example. And, and I think this is something that she does take for granted. And I've told her that I think you take it for granted because you don't know it any any other way. But having the job security of being a teacher is so nice. Whereas I am in an industry where I could get fired like that. There is no job security. Yeah. And if you're in, you know, the entertainment world in any, you know, you are only as valuable as you are in that exact moment. Yeah. It's so true. um, And she doesn't have to negotiate contracts. She doesn't have to worry about uh, retirement. She doesn't have to worry about whether or not she's going to have a job next year. But um, so like when I say like, don't be jealous of each other. Try to contain your jealousy of each other. Okay. Okay. That yeah, that completely. Learn makes how sense. to deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Like like there's tools. Like it's okay to be jealous, but learn how to communicate that and also check yourself a little bit. Right. Why are you feeling that way? Is this valid? Should I move this attention to somewhere else? Maybe I should stay in my lane and just support my partner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's great advice. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. Look yeah. at us go. You <laughs> didn't even need to go to couples therapy to learn that. No, yeah, that's, that sounds like couples therapy. <laughs> yeah. it? Like that was that was refreshing. Okay, it's time for comedy, everybody. Woo! <laughs> Finally, comedy slash radio section. Okay. Yeah. Gavin. Yes. <laughs> How did your short-lived comedy career go? Not great. <laughs> I think that should start with fun fact. Gavin, you tried stand-up comedy. Yes. yes. I uh, when I was so when I was in college in New York City, I tried to do everything but go to college classes. Of course. Okay. Same. And it's one of the reasons why I dropped out. And um, I tried doing stand-up comedy because a lot of uh, my friends were doing stand-up comedy, and I was like, yeah, I can I can do stand-up comedy. The very first night that I did stand-up comedy, I killed. Like, it was just, I, I got, because you know how you get that high from yes. like a great night? I literally just got it right now. I was like, yeah, yes. You can see it in a first time if, or two. You're yes. like, oh, they're if, hooked. If you've never done stand-up comedy, if the, like, if the first time you kill, you could kick a hole through a brick wall. Like, <laughs> yes. you're, you're that, you feel that good about everything. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this is it. This is my life now. I'm going to do this. <laughs> and they were like, um, okay, so like, we're going to probably go back and like do some showcase stuff like next week. I'm like, I'm going back tomorrow. <laughs> and I like went back to the same club and did the exact same set, fucking crickets. And I couldn't, because like I said, like, I, I think about things too much. I couldn't figure out in real time what was I doing different. I the exact it wasn't even yes. the exact words. It was the exact 
timing, the phrasing, like the emphasis that I was put. It was everything was identical. Okay. And it wasn't getting any reaction, let alone. It, it, it felt like I wasn't even there. Like and I, you couldn't maneuver. Uh-uh. You couldn't You couldn't adjust because no. it was your second time right. on yeah. stage. Yeah. And like I said, my temper was bad. So I started to then <laughs> react in real time. And I started to get really mad at the audience, which never goes well. Oh, my God, yeah. Gavin. I'm going to send you home with some homework. You have to go on YouTube. Oh, no. And look up. What is it? The 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 cringiest cringiest stand up com- clips of the year. It's yeah, like it's 30 like, minutes. It's like oh, really? it's like um yeah, stand up comedy like breakdowns of the year or something. And, and it's they're all liter- comedians losing it on Yes, state. and it's so funny so. and cringy and I mean I do I, love cringe. I wish that there was a camera recording or cuz I would love to see it's, it. I, I <laughs> And so anyway, I was that wasn't the last time I did it, but it was the last time I did it for like a month. And okay. then I went back and tried it again. And I and it was just like I'd have like two good shows and then one bad. Mm. And I hated it. I just I don't I have too fragile of an ego <laughs> to just do the like win win loss, win win loss, you know, yep. because when you're doing stand comedy, it's you that they don't like. It's not like they do a you're doing a play and they're like I ah, I just didn't like the play. You were fine, but I didn't like the like no, that's they're your thoughts, they're your yep. jokes. You're the only one on the stage they don't like you. You, yeah, yeah. that's it. It's 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 tough to take. Yeah. You got to just learn to roll like let her roll off your back in a sense. So that but after so that you, though I did improv, which okay. was way better for me. Cuz you had a team. Yes, and I really cut my I I took classes at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater the original one in New York, which was fucking awesome. And I don't I'm sure they don't do this now because of labor laws, but (laughs) I told them I cannot afford to pay for classes, but I will work here for free and they let me do it. And um and it was awesome. Like I and we got to interview Rob Cordry. Remember Rob Cordry the actor? Yep. No. Um he was on the Daily Show. He's in Hot Tub Time Machine. Okay, yes. Bald. You're not good with actors. No, I'm no, (laughs) this is one thing you'll learn about me. I am terrible with names, faces, actors, celebrities. Bald actors. (laughs) David Cross either. either. Anyway, um so we interviewed Rob Cordry on the show. (laughs) I was trying to think of one bald actor. That you know. Sorry, yeah. I just thought of Mr. I know the Rob. I just Mr. Clean. That's what I thought of. I know that cartoon um, okay sorry we're interviewing rob cordry and then like during the interview i'm like i took a uh, an improv class of yours but i was the guy who didn't pay and he like instantly was like <laughs> oh my god you were the guy who swept up i was like yes he's like well i'm glad to see that you're doing something now yeah. <laughs> like, it was so but it was he was being very funny it was very funny but um yeah so i did improv and then my friends that kept doing stand-up I helped them with their jokes and I'd watch their sets and give them tips. How many times did you get on stage before you were done so? That's a good question. If you can remember. It was less than 50. Less than 50. Okay. Within a year? Within like a year and change. Okay. And it just was the, it was just the people not liking you part. Yeah. That just really, you can. It's a hard life too. Yeah. It's not, it's not easy. It's late nights. Like it's a lot of waiting. Like, yeah. I mean, you guys know. I'm sure you've talked about it. Like, yeah, but yeah. we want to hear your perspective. It's, I mean, the because when you're starting out and you're nobody, you'll show up to showcase nights 
and you could stand there for three hours and not ever perform. You know, that is a very New York and LA thing yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's not so much like that in Sacramento. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, we don't really have showcase. I mean, we don't really have any big clubs here to get passed at. Like obviously yeah. we have like live nation punchline. We have laughs. And we have Comedy Spot. Yeah. yeah. But other- Which is where you're broadcasting. Oh my yep. gosh. We are. <laughs> Thank We're you, on the same. I was like, okay, there, is one, on. there, is one, there is one open mic in town that you do wait up to 30 minutes and you might not get a spot, but yeah. they let you know right away. At least and that's, 30 minutes. Yeah. Isn't that 30 bad. minutes. I waited over two hours, uh, almost three hours one nope. time. That's how it is at on. the Comedy Store in LA. Yeah. You can, yeah. you wait, well, it's not like this anymore since the pandemic, but when I lived down there for a little bit, we would wait about two and a half hours, wait in line around, like we would wait in a line of like 150, 200 comics to put our name on a list. Yeah. And then they post 10 names and we would and all then, just like, like waiting for a school play announcement. Yeah, yeah. And then worst case scenario, it's worst and best case scenario, um, a huge A-lister comes that and night. And bumps yep. everybody. And everybody's yep. just, you're like, you can hang out and watch, but Louis C.K. is going to do yep. an hour. And yep. everyone's just like, yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and you know where you don't have to deal with that? At the Sacramento, Sacramento Comedy, Comedy Spot. Spot. Yeah. Which we are recording alive <laughs> from the Sacramento Comedy Spot. Come check them out. Thank you so much for supporting our podcast, Sacramento Comedy Spot. And check them out for they have all kinds of shows. shows sketch, drag, improv, improv mm-hmm. stand-up comedy, um, podcasting. Classes. Ga- game shows. Classes. What kind of classes? Uh, they do stand-up, improv, writing, short films, everything. This everything. Place is great. This yeah. is great. Yeah. So come check them out. And they're also a non-profit. So, right? I yeah, think I knew they that. Are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. non-profit. Yeah, yeah non-profit. Yeah. Whatever. 501C or whatever. So. 5013C. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a lot of uh, big things coming up. So please come support them because they support the arts and um, everyone is welcome. Yeah. They're celebrating their 18th birthday. Wow. Yeah. Next week. They are becoming an adult comedy club <laughs> this month. And they're month, the best people. So. so come on, come on through. But yes, Comedy Spot is, you do have a little bit of a wait. But it's not that bad. And then you can come in and hang out. Um, and usually if you bring someone and you tell them that you bring brought someone, you get to go up. So it's just nicer here. That's the thing. Starting yeah, in a smaller yeah. market. We started in Reno. I literally hit up the guy a week before and he's like, yeah, you're on You're on next week. That yeah, probably you, would have been better for You me. started stand-up in New York. Yeah. Ooh. The stand-up town. I right. mean, that... T- to start stand up in New York is rough. is terrifying because you're there's so many people and there's so much competition right off the bat. And not only that, but there's it's there is an embracing of comedies or comedians in New York, but there's also cutthroat yeah competition in New York. Like yep. I I I mean I was, I don't care it doesn't mean anything now, but Rich Voss who is a, a stand up comedian. Yep. Um, he was just fucking brutal to me. Like, mm. and I would see him at a lot of places yep. and he, the worst was he was right. Like he's like, Oh, <laughs> last time I saw you, you can get a single laugh. And he'd yep. tell oh, you no. that yep. like right before you <laughs> go on. And you're like, fuck. Did you see, um, Pete Holmes on HBO had a show. What was it? Waiting. Crashing? Crashing, crashing. Oh, I did. Crashing I on watched, HBO. I watched some of that. Yeah, yeah. He was on that. He and was? same thing. He had that same attitude towards like Pete Holmes. Like, yeah, I want to get up tonight. So He's like, well, you kind of suck. Yeah. yeah it's like, so right, he must be a stalwart yeah. of that scene where it's like every up and comer is like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He used to yeah. do that to me, too. 
That maybe is so funny. Maybe that's his way of like weaning out the people who can't handle it. Yeah. Maybe it's hazy. I think it's hazy. <laughs> hazy. You know? like, because like, and I also like, I mean, he, I mean, he's a successful comedian and he's on shows and stuff yeah. like that. But like, I think it was also like there was, I sensed like bitterness in him too. Mm. That like at the time that he was doing that, he was already like in his mid forties, 40 to mid forties. I was 20 and like, he was doing the same showcase nights that I was. And it's like, oh, and people, people knew Rich Voss. They were showing up to see him. But at the same time, though, it was like, it just seemed like he was also kind of mad that people like me could be on a show night with him. Which, I mean, now, yeah, he I guess held I him, get it, He but. held himself too high and maybe forgot or maybe he, he was from, just ball busting. I don't know. Or maybe yeah. he was. I think that's that sounds like an East Coast thing, right? Like oh, yeah. is that Big like time. Yeah, yeah, versus us uh, California fake nice yeah, where yeah. we're all <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're more fake nice than me. I'm real nice. What are you saying? Fake Actually, nice? no, you're real nice. Drew is small town nice. It's so small annoying. Town nice, it's, yep. small I've had town. to train Drew to get out of his small town yeah. mindset. And like walk away from conversations. From yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He's hey. Like, he's yeah, like, what's your name, Nancy? Oh, oh hey, Tammy. He'll just Thank like you. stand. If people are talking, he'll just stand and be like, hi, excuse me. I'm like, no, go in there and tell them what you want. I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> Look, I don't want to interrupt. They're talking about her her cookie recipe. I'm sure I'm that's like, really yeah, engaging. Cares? Nobody wants your recipe, bitch. All like, right. So <laughs> the next part. The next question. What is the next question we have on here? Oh, okay. If you had to do a regular job. Yeah. And not do radio. Yeah. What would it be? Oh, my God. What did you go to college for? I double major in English and film. Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah. Because you were thinking I'm going to go teacher. teacher. Screenwriter. Yes. But now as a a full-grown adult man. I think... Honestly, it would just be in something reliable where okay. like, I, at this point, like if I were to lose my job and I couldn't do anything in entertainment nothing. or radio, I would want something where I could just keep my head down, do my job, get paid, and then just relax. The state. Yeah. I'd get a state yep. job. That's probably. what I would do. A hundred percent. And I would just have to be satisfied being like the funniest guy in data analysis. Isn't, you know? isn't it wild to think, I mean, you're married to a teacher. And I'm sure she's not as public as you are. No, she's very introverted. She's very introverted. She doesn't even like to post on social media because she thinks that, everybody looks at her. Isn't that wild <laughs> to that. think? I, I talk about that. this with my comedian friends all the time, that people just like live their lives. I know. And they just like don't have the need to like share. With, I'm like, how how do you get, you just like go to work and then just like go to dinner and you don't tell anybody? Yeah. I don't understand I it. I know. I don't either. That's Could incredible. I, you're not looking for validation every turn. <laughs> you're your, just content. Right. From strangers. You don't want all strangers <laughs> to know that you're doing okay. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I think that's the wildest thing. So yeah, I mean, state job, it, it would make sense. I feel like I could, I could uh, do a job though, like in social media, digital marketing probably. Okay. Like just be because cool. of how much social media has changed the landscape of everything, but especially like with radio, like it used to like, remember the old joke, like you have a face for radio. That's long gone. Like (laughs) there are people now who only have jobs in radio because they're hot. Yeah. They're terrible on the air, but they have a big social media following 
because they're hot and they yeah. post bikini pictures. And what it's are like, you thinking oh of? Oh, no, there's just before you said bad at their job. A, do you know a hot radio host that you're thinking from of from right the now? circle on Netflix oh. who now is on Gavin Station? What? Brew. Brew. Remember? No. The, the hot guy who was like... Did you watch The Circle? She's yeah. a huge fan. Yeah. Wait, who's Brew? I don't remember. Oh, my gosh. You have to look so him up. bad with names. Yeah. See? <laughs> I told you. I, even I told you. my name. <laughs> um. is, he the inter- is he the intern? Is he Brew? the intern from the show? Brew? How do you spell Brew? B-R-U? B-R-U. And I wasn't talking about him specifically. No, no, no. Until he said bad, but I was like, he's so attractive and like charismatic. Wait, is he like, on the wake-up call? No, no, Wait, he's, he's he's a syndicated the, night show. Yeah, but they oh do gosh. the shout outs to Sacramento and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah, Brew. that's why I was like, it doesn't count. Brew. It's gonna oh, be the deleted yeah. scene. Just, yeah, Brew. Yeah, he's a little cutie pie. Yeah. Yes, I remember Brew. Okay, so he has a okay. Okay. Solid. Yeah. He's yeah. not a face for radio guy. Yeah. Right. He's not. I've been thinking about becoming more sexy on social media. Okay. Should I do it? Like more, like 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 more skin, more skin, more yeah. Like just mm-hmm. be more, just like sex sells, you know. Yeah. And just be like a hot baddie. Not a bad idea. Yeah, just like get lingerie it. picture, and then the caption is like, "What's your favorite breakfast cereal?" Yeah, just something to generate like, comments. Yeah, just to um or or do something more divisive and definitive. Like like say I mm. pancakes are the only good breakfast. Why not? If you're going to do that approach, go full and full frontal and just do MAGA 2024 <laughs> <laughs> and, and see what people say. <laughs> okay. I'm that'll get, that'll get some interaction for sure. <laughs> that'll That's get traction. Goal. Okay, great. So you would work for the state. That's <laughs> okay. Let's see the next one. There's nothing um, wrong with state workers with no, no. for the state no it's there's nothing wrong there's with part it. Of me that's envious i know and that's the part I, that i'm saying yeah i hear it again like when you mentioned like you and your wife like we're sort of jealous of the other it's like yeah. i hear it you're like that stability that just do your job and everything's right. fine it's not at the whim of some producer or right. some not needing the validation yeah. that's the part where i'm like you guys just live like they just go and they live Show up. Yep. and then they get a paycheck and then they're just at home and they go home and they don't think about stuff. and they don't think about their job and then they just like go to brunch on Sundays. They don't yeah. have to be like, oh, I'm going out of town to do. They just they come see yeah. our shows. They listen yeah. to your show. Yep. They're just living life, and that's their. They're like, jealous of our lifestyle, and then I'm jealous of theirs because there's so many times where I'm like, oh, like this weekend, Drew and I are going to be in San Diego doing a bunch of shows, and people are like, wow, that's so cool, you get to travel and go to San Diego, and we're like, yeah, but it's also so cool that you get to just like stay home. Right. Yeah, and, and then, like, not only that, but the pressure that is on you guys, right? Like, what if I have a bad show? What if it this that and the other thing there was a uh, there what was, if no one shows up i was Oof. i was um going for walks a lot at one point in my career this is before i even moved to sacramento and there was a neighborhood getting built and i would walk through this neighborhood getting built and there were i'm not making this up there were guys that were like up on roofs just like doing the framing or putting the roof on or I don't know what the fuck they do but they were doing it and it was a beautiful weather now it happened to be beautiful weather at the time but I had the thought like those guys get to work all day with their hands at the end of the day when they're done they get to take a step back and physically see what they did and they get to go home and not think about what they did that day or whether or not anybody's going to like judge them for like anything and they just get to go home. And I remember thinking like, what a life. 
but then they don't get to go to the Critics Choice Awards, you know, and the, you know they don't. But and to them that doesn't matter. That may, to it some does. of them, to some, some of them, them. to so some, some of them. them. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good um, uh, perspective to say, like to to say this because those people maybe don't see the full beauty in what they do, yeah. but we see it. Like you, like we sit back yeah. and we're like, wow, you get to listen to music too and just like chill out. Where like it's kind of like busy work, and then you're done, and you got to work out. You worked out all day, yeah, and your body looks good too. And you got a tan. Wow, you look amazing. And then they see us going to awards and and traveling and all that. And they're like, wow, that'd be so nice. But it just shows you the grass is always greener. It's always And you got to see what's right in front of you. Yep. I do think they have it better. You You do. do. (laughs) Wow. I don't don't even know how to. I honestly, like if you put a gun to my head and said, what's the right answer? I don't know. I know. Yeah. I'm going back. I think humans can make the most of whatever situation they're in. Right. And we're always going to want something different. But wherever you're at, you're probably doing the right thing. I think it's to go back to that, like, just take inventory of what you have. Yeah. And be thankful for what you have. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're having such insightful (laughs) realizations on this episode. Um, The last question I have is a fun one. Okay. What is a wild interaction you've had with a fan or fans since being on the wake up call? Like, uh, honestly, um, how many titties have you signed? None. (laughs) Oh, man. That's not our audience. I know. You know, know. Like like back in the day. Like rock stations, like that was a rock station thing. Like um, if you were on a big rock radio station show, it was synonymous with like being with the band or something like that. We've always catered to women and, um, and, and we've always tried to be like pleasant. So like we don't attract that kind of element. Um, I don't, I, I mean, the only thing I can think of that I think is wild is when we leave Sacramento and we get recognized, like I oh, think that's cool. That's Whoa. crazy. That is really cool because um, every time I go to Disneyland, somebody recognizes me from the show. Now, most of the time they're from Sacramento, but but there have been times where I've been flying back east and I'm at a random airport somewhere in God knows where Midwest, and somebody's like, "Oh my God, it's Gavin from the Wake Up Call," and I'm like, "Holy cow, what?" That's do you incredible. do you think they recognize you because like if you're going back east, maybe because you're from a smaller town, the people like no, they're like, oh, he's representing us. No, I think they're people or they're just fans of Sacramento the show oh. that that are also traveling. But it gives me again inventory of what to be thankful for. How many people are actually listening here that I don't know because we get ratings, but the ratings are never a true representation of how you're doing. Okay. You know, like I, I or like at the beginning of the podcast, you said like everybody you know knows the show. Like if that was true, and if that was like an actual perceptual that was that was accurate, we'd be number one by like a huge landslide. But that's not how ratings work. So like, you we get the ratings, and like sometimes you can be like, oh, <laughs> you know, like after being here since two thousand seven, like I thought we'd be higher than this. Okay. During certain months, you know, or something like that. But then we get recognized in Denver and it's like, oh, I mean, I think a lot more people are listening than what the radio, where do the ratings, the ratings say. Yeah. Where do the ratings come from? 
Is it people coming? Is it people like responding and rating in rating? Because I feel no, like you have to be selected. I can't talk about it too much. OK, yeah, you, don't, have you be, don't have to tell us. You have to be selected to be part of the process. OK, well, I'm yeah. going to tell you right now, Gavin, everyone I know knows who you are. Great. You and Katie are and, <laughs> yeah. and Kevin. They all everyone I'm like I'm like Gavin from the wake up call. Gavin, the wake up call. Katie, wake up. everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. Who you are. My mom is like not involved in anything. Like she does not know. Like you think I'm bad with celebrity names? <laughs> My mom is terrible. She knows who you guys are. Oh, that's great. So, I mean, that should be above all of your ratings. Tell, tell them thank sure. you very much. <laughs> of course sure. I will. Okay, last question. This is the last question. <laughs> um, so stand-up comedy is very individual sport. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, write your own material and then you perform it and then it fails and then you cry and then you try again. Mm -hmm. um, um, but in your industry, you are working with other people. So how is that? Like you kind of mentioned it before where you can get a little upset and then there's all these ideas being thrown in and meetings. How do you balance all of those different personalities and inputs? It can be real hard. Yeah. Um, especially with when you're dealing with a whole team of creative people, because creative people are sensitive and they also... Um, they they need to feel valued mm -hmm. and um, and they also have egos. And I think when you're dealing with creative people, you need to always operate with those three things in mind. And all three of us on the show have that. And I think that after being together for so long, we finally figured out how to communicate with each other, um, talk in the ways that that person needs to be talked to. Um, and that only comes with time. Yeah. that That's that's hard. But I think for me specifically, doing improv really helped because that's team, you know, and that's team where you have to put a lot of trust into people. And um, do they have that background? No, not officially, okay. but they're all okay. good at it. Okay. Like the, after doing morning radio, Good Morning Radio is improv. Where like it's kind of like a Christopher Guest movie. Like okay. you you or uh, <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm. Where like a, okay. I know what you're talking well, about. Another I'm, locked guy. In. I'm locked yeah. in. Yeah. So <laughs> Larry um, David. So they, they the way that they shoot those scenes for that movie or for that show was you knew the premise, you knew the beginning and the end, sometimes the middle, but you don't know what each person's going to say. Okay. Reno 911 is the Reno example you will know as well. Okay, yeah. They're just be like, I, all right, you're getting arrested, Terry, for doing whatever. Okay. Go, go for right. it. Got it. And yeah. I feel like Good Morning Radio is that. Okay. That's, that's how we run our show, at least. It's like building a relationship with anyone. You have to make sure that you guys understand each other's, you know, icks and um, triggers and yeah. what makes them happy and what makes them work. Yeah. Yeah. And when it doesn't work, it really doesn't work. Like <laughs> the guy that I came out here with, um, who is still in radio, but uh, he, he moved back to Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. he, he made being in a relationship with him difficult no matter who you were. Okay. And I stuck with him longer than anybody else did. And it definitely changed who I was oh. in like good and bad ways. Okay. Because you learned how to communicate with someone and also what you didn't want in a part like a yep. radio partner. But he, my, my relationship with him was so toxic that yeah. it, it affected my marriage. Like, oh, because like 
he would do things so maliciously, even if it was on a subconscious, it was still malicious. Mm -hmm. And my wife would then do something that was even somewhat similar to something and it would trigger me and I would overreact because I was so mad at him. But it's a really weird thing to have your career and your um, livelihood tied to somebody else. Were you? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm I mean? looking like, at Drew like, like yeah. if this went big, this podcast, yeah. it's like, oh, right. yeah. Oh. And you need that person to show yeah. up and give 100 percent just like you. And if you don't, they need to be able to call you out for it without you losing your shit. You it's know? a team. Yeah, it's a team. And if the other person's wow. just thinking of themselves or just not caring. Right. Then it brings the whole team down. It, it sounds like every relationship, whether romantic or business or platonic, sort of has that same like guiding philosophy, like communicate, work yep. together. You got to you got to work together. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do this part? Well, you do yours, I'll do mine. See, this is something where we, as creatives, she was like, no, rapid fire is just this or this. I was like, oh, I don't like that. I like more <laughs> I like know. a, like, so we're kinda, we're gonna kinda I want to get a little that. bit deeper, yeah. Um, okay, rapid fire questions. Okay. Are we ready? So all, every answer is just going to be quick and one word. Okay. I feel like I'm on a game show. It kind of is <laughs> like that. I think Are these all the questions that you sent me? I sent you everything, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cats or dogs? Cats. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. That's bad. That was the wrong answer. <laughs> um, sweet or savory? Savory. Pulling into or backing into a parking spot? Backing into. Absolutely Savers. correct. Yes, Yeah. It is. Absolute correct answer. Uh, gap year or straight to college? Um, gap year. Morning person or night owl? Morning person. <laughs> <laughs> we were hoping that you would say night owl and be a scandal. I, yeah. I naturally wake up at like six and that's sleeping in. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, and last one for me is Disneyland or Disney World. Ooh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm going to. S- Ooh, controversy. Five, four, <laughs> three. Disneyland. <gasps> I know. That was hard. You're from the East Coast, they're, too. They're two totally different experiences. Oh, my God. Both are, awesome. Both are great. I know that people who grew up in California, who grew up with Disneyland, they go to Disney World and they're like, this is bullshit. <laughs> like, they, they're like, it's it's humid. The weather sucks. It's there's too much to do. I, I, gotta, I can't walk anywhere. I got to take buses everywhere. But like, if you grew up on the East Coast, and then you come to Disneyland, your reaction is, "Aw, like what a cute little park." But you like it, yeah? Well, because I've lived out here long enough that I like that I can I can handle it in one day. I can I can even with kids. Like when we go down, we go for two or three days, and that's it. You can get out of there. Disney World, one week, not even close to enough time. Oh my god, it's like going to another country. Oh yeah, you have to be there for at least like eight, nine days. Yeah, to get the full experience. Damn. Yeah. Okay, I've never been to Disney World, but I was, I knew that would. Yep. I knew you're a Disney guy. Strong opinion on that. I'll we were ready. You, I'll bet you won't like it. 
I, I won't like Disney World. I don't think so. I mean, it sounds overwhelming so and tiring. So many Californians that I've been like, okay, you're going to love it. And then they go and they're like, it was too much. It was. They come oh. back like shell-shocked. They're like, Well, no, now I feel no. like I have to go. Okay. I feel like we, we also have to ask Brian, who runs the I comedy know. spot. He is also a big Disney fan. So it's like, I want to he hear his He is a Disney adult, you for gotta sure. Plan. You got to plan, 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 plan oh. with a capital P for Disney World. Okay. Oh. All right. All right. Okay, your turn. Go. All right. So mine are going to be uh, a little bit longer form question. Okay. But, they, but it's quick still, answer still, still quick. Still yeah. one answer, right. one yeah. word if you can. Uh, what's something popular you don't think is worth all the hype? Well, DJs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what's a weird food that you like? Weird food that I like. Weird yeah. food. Yeah, something strange. Not everybody eats. Um, or a weird snack combo or something. Yeah. I mean, I put sriracha on literally everything, including like vanilla ice cream. It's Ooh. really good. Okay, that's weird. That's Got weird. <laughs> like, he's like, I, I don't think it's like weird. Peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. I've heard those of that. Those are I good. Tried it really good. Yeah, yeah. Those it. are. I've had that. I've done the peanut sriracha butter and on ice cream. Mm-hmm. I love that. Vanilla you're like, only vanilla. Vanilla. Okay. I love okay. that he's like. I don't really. I don't know. Maybe just <laughs> yeah. sriracha on vanilla ice cream, but like that's probably not that, not weird. that weird. That's very weird. <laughs> We're, that's going to be the clip. We're going to have people I hate vote. When you do this, that's <laughs> everybody vote right now. In the Drew always goes, "This is the clip. This is the clip." In the middle of the episode, it's so funny. Okay. Okay. Guilty pleasure song. Guilty pleasure song. Yeah. Guilty Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Have you seen the um, trend that's on TikTok right now with the with no? That song? Is Cotton Eye Joe coming back? It's a trend on TikTok where um, you line up a bunch of empty beer bo- uh, beer cans and they and you go na 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 Cotton Eye Joe da, da, and then you, they step on each can right next to each other, like to the beat. Yeah, you stomp the cans to the beat. I've only seen fail videos where the people step on one and then like stumble. Yeah, it doesn't work. Cotton Eye Joe. Every school dance I went to, that's the small yeah. town I'm from, they played it. That song slaps still. It slaps. It's pretty good. <laughs> yes. Uh, what celebrity do you most want to meet? That I most want to meet? Yeah. Not one that I've already met. Yeah, right, not one you have Right, because he's already met a bunch. So many, yeah. Who haven't you met yet? That I want to meet? Yeah. yeah. Um, I would love to meet the band Goldfinger. Okay. And the lead singer of Goldfinger, uh, John Feldman. He's a, uh, that's one of my favorite punk bands and, uh, I've never met them. I that would is, love to meet them. I, I don't know. Who she they know. I, I was like, Tony <laughs> Hawk's pro hair. skater is how he I know. Does? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll he check hair, them yeah. out. I just know. Yeah. Tony Hawk's pro skater is where I know them from. All they had like two or three songs on that soundtrack. So they're a rock band. They're a punk band, a punk band, but they've been around since I was like 15. Okay. And yeah. they're still out making music? They're, they're making albums now more now than they have in the last like 15 years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All these old punks, like, there's a bug in here. <laughs> We got a bug in here. No one can see the bugs, so and they just think we're just like. Just like that episode of Breaking Bad with a fly. We're just like, Ugh. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, we, you got to get them on your show. I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And the last one, what's your most watched movie what's your go-to the big lebowski 
Okay. Never seen it. What? Who's bald in that one? Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that true? That's true. I've never seen it. It is the funniest comedy of all time. Of all time? That's my yep. number that is one, a big statement. It's yep. my number one favorite comedy of all time. Okay. That's, I'll yeah. check it out. I can quote the entire movie. I have That's a band to check out and a movie to check mm-hmm. out now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that it? That's it. Okay. The That's last it. thing we normally do with comedians is pocketed punchlines where we deep dive into old notes and hear premises, but you no, said you had you said you had a thing with that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. So I don't have I don't have um, a, a, any stand up notes, obviously anymore. But what I do now is I get an idea for something on the show, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay yes, okay. Yeah. And then I'll get my phone and I'll go into my my calendar, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna bring this up. Okay, and then <laughs> and I'll set it down. And then the problem is I never give myself enough information. So, and the joke is with, with my co-hosts, like there are so many times where we'll just be sitting in the studio and my phone will go off and I'll go, and I'll like look at the thing and I'm like, um, guys, <laughs> does red choo-choo mean anything to anybody? <laughs> And they're like, no, no, Gavin, you did not talk about that. Or like, like something that's just like, tell Kevin about his hair. And I'm like, I don't know. I need, I need more. You got to be more detailed. Specificity. I don't know how to make myself longer notes on my phone. So So do you have any old ones that you want to bring up? I mean, literally like the the red choo-choo was like a real one. Oh, wow. And we still never figured it out. There's like been so many ones. And like sometimes I'll set them like because it'll be an idea for like Christmas. So I'll have an alert that I'll think of now, an idea for something to do at Christmas time. And then I'll set an alert for late November. So it's like, you set yourself up for failure, Gavin. Like, there's no way. (laughs) You've got to be more detailed on these notes. Right. Like, like there was something that came up once and it was like, female Santa. And it's like, great thought starter. Wish I remembered the rest of that. I don't. Do you remember any of the jokes that you said? In that first set. Oh, in the first set? Yeah. yeah. If, and when you first started stand up or in that first set, are there any jokes that you're like, oh, yeah, I remember this and this is how it went? I don't, re- I don't remember any of the actual jokes. I just Dang remember the, the, con- the context of it. Okay. It was um, it was a 10 minute set and the first. Like, 10 minutes on your first time? Yeah, because that was the, it was like an <gasps> open thing. <gasps> but see, for me, I, I didn't think that that was that. Do you think that's that's too long? first starting out in stand-up i would not think that's long but now that i'm in it i know 10 minutes is too long for your first time yeah it, it, it can be yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. um but the first uh third ish was all about moving to new york you know at like only like being like 19 years old and how like okay. overwhelmed and then how i came from hershey pennsylvania and um but like it wasn't looking back it wasn't funny like it just, what it, I don't know. Cause like when yeah. you first start out, you don't have a voice. You don't know what, right. I think that's the most important part with stand up. Know what you want to say, like not what you are saying. What do you want to say? I don't like comedy that's puppets, you know, or like, um, dick and fart jokes. Like, I think that's base level comedy i like it when you when you have something to say 
and you can make it like that's why I think more now than ever before in his career, fucking Chappelle is absolutely a genius because mm-hmm. not only is he saying what he needs to say, he's doing it in a funny way. Right. And he's yeah. saying he's saying things that matter to him. And like it feels like when a certain like when comedians go on a mic and they're speaking, they need to have like um, they're like Chappelle's like having a reason why he's on there. Exactly. He's not just like telling jokes. He's like, I'm saying this because people need to hear this perspective. Right. I've like, always George thought, Carlin was like that. Yeah, yeah. I've always thought comedians are low key like modern day philosophers. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the what best we do. ones are. Yeah, the good ones. Yeah. The good ones. Yeah. Like I, I think, um, I think Mark Maron's like that. I yep. think Patton Oswalt is like that. Oh my god! I think yes, <laughs> David Cross is like that. <laughs> yes, David Cross is very so good. And and like Mark Maron, I mean, after after his um his girlfriend passed away, his he did a whole thing about well, and Patton Oswalt too. His wife. Yeah. Um, his when his wife passed away because you know I I had my daughter pass away. And not one of the three that I, I still have. And, um, <laughs> but my daughter, when my daughter That was a joke, away, right? Uh, not one of the three that you still have. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah that you part. laugh. I was like, did I like laugh at something? <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, I, was was like, was I was like, that was funny. I was like, oh. It was dark humor. <laughs> it was dark humor. But, the, um, but like hearing them yeah. take something that tragic and make it funny, I think is next level genius. Yeah. And that is what I'm here for. You know, Mark Marin in his last stand-up special had a whole thing about grief, and Patton Oswald told a told a you know he's long-form stories. Yep, told the story about what he was what he did with his daughter yeah. after the, her mother died on Mother's Day. Yep, and it made me cry. Yep, and it made me laugh so hard because it was so relatable. Yeah, you know, the Patton Oswald Annihilation special on yep. Netflix. There's another comedian that I can't remember who like did that years ago, and it was a, a, a I think a black comedian and on a YouTube special that like did it years and years and years ago. Talk about grief. Maybe I can't remember, but anyways, I I also think it's very genius when comedians do that because it it makes your audience hear it and people who have lost close people in their lives yeah. Yeah. then they hear it and they go okay i might be okay after this right. like it, it helps them see like the other side of or the light in the situation which is so weird to say yeah. in a in a situation that's so dark but it does make the audience kind of like feel good that we can all be together and find some kind of positive Yo, or yeah, something totally. funny yeah. in it. Like Patton Oswalt being like, I looked like a homeless person walking a who child. Found a child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who found a child and was like, is this where they go to school? Can I have a juice box? Yeah. Like that is so funny. I love it. I've, I'm um, trying, I've been writing jokes about my ex that passed away and I've been encouraging Drew to write jokes about his brother, but yeah. It's just hard. It's hard to oh, it's make things hard. like that and yeah. funny. It's, it's like what you were talking about. There's like things going on in the world you want to talk about, but it's so hard to make it fun and funny where people exactly. can enjoy it. But you're yeah. like, man, I want to talk to about it so bad. There was what, so so my for anybody who doesn't know, my my daughter's name was Phoebe, and she mm-hmm. passed away. Um, she was stillborn at 41 weeks. We lost her at 41 weeks, so a week past her due date. Mm-hmm. She was fine on her due date, and then we lost her. So when I went back on the air. Um, I took like three months off. And when I went back on the air, I told a story about buying her urn. And um, 
what was funny about the story was after I bought the, and obviously like I'm making this purchase online, I'm crying my eyes out while I'm buying my, my baby daughter's urn. And then when it was done, there was a, uh, how do we do survey afterward and all the questions that were there. And for every single one of the questions, it wasn't just a select. If it's like, if you would like to add other comments, select here and type it in. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And I did. And I read all of the comments that I had back to this company that was so tone deaf. And afterwards, so many people came up to me and they were like, that was so funny and so relatable. Like, cause they had to buy a coffin for a loved one or like, you know, and, and like anybody that's in the, the, the business of death, like they do stuff like that yeah. without realizing what they're doing. And, and it just like brings you back to be like, oh, wait, this is still people are still trying to make money. I'm still. Alive. Yeah. Right. OK, yeah. Um, yes. Comments, <laughs> concerns, yeah. questions. But, At yeah. least it wasn't Amazon. Like we saw you were interested in this. Here's yes. emails. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you want more? The question like, no. is, why didn't you purchase it off Amazon? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> and so you read it on air, like the comments. Yeah, and, yeah that's. See, yeah. That's and like, that probably I mean, you don't know how many people were driving to work that morning and maybe just going through something similar in that weekend and then heard that and went wait that happened to me yeah that was weird you know and had them kind of like giggle with you a little bit and had a moment of like relief in that darkness that they had oh that's incredible that's why i i love what we all do we're all reaching out to people and that's the one of the best parts about doing stand-up is being able to um connect with people that way oh totally yeah well, this yeah. was a lot of fun. Oh, thanks. And I feel like I tied up a lot of your time. No, I feel like I tied <laughs> no. up a lot of your time. What? Yeah. No, I, this is so... We no, appreciate you're giving so me much. a break from my kids. Oh, okay, Aww. good. You're welcome. So, season two, we will only be interviewing parents <laughs> because they show up grateful to us. Yes. No, no this thank was you very, so much. very, like... I don't know, some really deep moments. Yeah. And funny moments. Insightful. That was the word I was looking for. There insightful insightful. podcast. That, yeah. that was a good word. Thanks. I, like it. I tried. Um, okay. Should I do the little wrap up? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, first off, Gavin, where, thank you again for coming. Of course, um, thank you. Where can everyone find you? Um, <laughs> it's okay, so, so funny because I ask all the guests that, but it's like, People know who you are. Okay, go ahead. Where can people um, find if you? If you're in Sacramento, you can hear us on 106.5 The End weekday mornings, 5.30 to 10 a.m. And if you're not in Sacramento or you're not up at that time, you can download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, which is a terrible idea for a company to have a word <laughs> spelled completely different. But it's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, the app. And then when you're on there, just search The Wake Up Call under Comedy Podcasts. It's, yes. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's so good, you guys. Please listen. And um, do you have anything that you're working on right now that they should go to? Any projects, um, foundations? Not currently. Okay. okay. Nope. Okay. Good. Cool. Awesome. That's it. Oh, yeah. and then I have to do the rest of the thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. You've already found us at the Love and Comedy Podcast. But if you want to follow us on all the socials, it's the Love and Comedy Podcast. And by all the socials, I just mean Instagram and TikTok. And the only I, two that matter. The apparently. only two that matter right now. And we have a YouTube channel, so uh, the Love and Comedy Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Aurora Singh. You can find me at Aurora Singh Comedy, or check out my website, aurorasinghcomedy.com, for all upcoming shows and we produce 
episodes every Thursday. Yep. But we are, this is our finale. Season one finale. We so are done. We'll wow. be back in August. Um, with Somebody sponsor them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Someone sponsor us you already. Like we're doing. One up. You should make one up. You're like, <laughs> stamps.com. Like, <laughs> Right now, we just have Comedy Spot, but Orange Theory, if you're listening, we'd love you yeah. to sponsor us. Yeah. Um, and then that's all, that's it for me. And I'm your other host, Drew Schaefer, at Drew Schaefer Comedy. And yeah, thanks so much for listening to season one. We'll be back with some more games, more fun segments, and keep you laughing, and hopefully drop some more insightful knowledge in season two. And make sure you uh, message us with any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast. Thank you to everyone who has sent us questions for season one. We have not been able to answer all of them because there's been too many and we're so appreciative. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll definitely get to them in season two, but keep them coming. Thank you so much. Love you. Comedy you. Bye.